Yalla. You ready, Teva? Only one more week. For what? What are we talking about? Two, 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 two. Are you ready or not? From today, I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So we see the difference in this. What's going on here? According to this, what's bringing it into existence? Well, not really. It's shame havaya. However, if you had just plain shame havaya, what would it look like? It wouldn't go down. It wouldn't be revealed. Well, what would happen? It would be subsumed. It would be subsumed, or you could say that the entity would what? Cease to exist. Right? This entity wouldn't exist. Right? It would just be blown away by the godly light. That's what we're saying. So, what are we saying here? We're saying that we need to have a concealment on the one hand. On the other hand, if you only have concealment, what's going to happen then, Zechariah? If you only have concealment, yeah. then you don't have freedom. You don't have anything. Yeah. You can't have anything, right? Only concealment is not going to work either. So you have to have this mixture of revelation and concealment that has to play off against each other in order to create something that does exist and experiences life as being what? Um, its own existence, its own yesh. That feels itself to be, uh, I am my own existence. Right? Right? It's dafka from the ha'ara mishem havaya because you have to have, right? You have to have the light. You have to have the infinite light coming in. On the other hand, if you only had the shame of Vaya by itself, uh, you're not going to have the concept of Yesh. Impossible. Right? Blown away by, by the light of Avaya. Right? The, what? The name Elohim covers over and covers over the name of Avaya. Uh, yeah. Hides it, conceals it. That's what we're saying. or. Right? So you have the aura, the aura atzmi, the shame havaya, what we're calling now, right, is this infinite light that's coming in. This infinite light that's coming in has to bring things into existence. Because you can't have, in other words, remember our, remember our mashal from yesterday, right? So you have the tzimtzum, right? So what do you have left in the tzimtzum? Ultimate darkness. Why ultimate darkness? Because all you have are, what do you have over there? What is that called over there? Rishima. Rishima, Rishimu, sometimes pronounced one way, sometimes the other way. Right? You can't have creation from that. On the other hand, the way it was before the Tsim you had infinite light. 
If you have infinite light, you also can't have a creation, right? That was the idea, writing with a white piece of chalk on a white, a white blackboard, is there such a thing? Okay. A whiteboard. <laughs> a whiteboard is like a whiteboard. It's not a white blackboard, right? They wouldn't use chalk on anyway. Right. Anyway. So you so you need both. You need a, you need the, them to work together in order to have a, a on the one hand a creation. Right? On the other hand, a creation that is, appears to be a separate entity. What is he saying here? Isaac, what is that? And it's only like the kind of most chitzonius R that is coming down into the Rishima. Okay, so into the Rishima, what you have. Uh, it's pretty hard to say that, right? But you have to say that, right? In other words, if you have infinite light, so what's really coming down? Kaviyachal, the lowest level of that infinite light. But you can't really say, how could you say the lowest level of infinite? What does that mean? That means no sense. But you have to. That's what it is. That's what it becomes. But the, it's what we're calling it here, a chitsonius de kaha'ara. Chitsonius de kaha'ara means something that is... Well, not necessarily from the Midos. We're not necessarily saying where it's coming from, but we're saying it's something that's not Pneumius. Well, we said Pneumius right. is Machshava. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're way above all those levels now. We're talking about a totally different thing. Okay. Right? So what we're talking about is something that is, quote-unquote, Chitsonius. And I'm just saying, I just want to point this out. I mean, how could you possibly say something's Chitsonius or something's Pneumius in infinity? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, but uh, okay. Now that we said it doesn't make any sense, okay, let's go with it anyway, right? <laughs> so we're we're saying that some sort of chitzonius uh, dika or this coming down, right? That has to now give it over. So hare ha'arazu yesh la shaychas ela ilamos. What does that mean? That's what it means by chitzonius. Mistama. That it's uh, we're able we're able to receive it here. That it has some sort of shaykhs to the ilmos. So in con- in comparison to this level, we could say that the the worlds do exist. They're, and not only they, they exist, they are a metzias a yesh. That's what he keeps on bringing out that phrase. Metzias means a form of yesh, which means that it experiences itself as being something other. So why, why do you bring this? Why do, why do you bring these five lines? What's the point of these five lines, Alex? You with us? No. Okay, get with us. Don't worry so much about breakfast. No, Adam. What are we, why are we bringing these five lines? We're coming to bring out the idea that Hashem's creating something that feels itself to be separated. Okay, true. Why is he bringing these five lines here? New Zacharia. Because he has to show the process by which the light is covered up so much, and then only then we can receive it because then we have shyness to it. Okay, true. But why is he bringing these five lines now? Well, we've just been, we've just been talking all about these different meditations of how the worlds are mitzvahs but actually they're nothing at all. So how could you go from this thing of just absolutely no existence to atmos? How do you get to something that's like the yesh? Oh, because there's this level chitzonius and the tzamtzam. To the point where it's tape smacking. Okay, closer, Josh. Um, we're now we're now 
is like seems like a shift between the place where it's only or and the yeshus is completely concealed, and then Atzilus was there's like a they one and the same they're kind of half half and now we're kind of starting to see there's a shift and we can see more yesh. But why is he? Why is he bringing it now? What is he doing? Teva, you with us? No. Sasson, are you in the game yet? Uh, or I can't ask you yet. Okay, no, Isaac. Interesting. I feel like he's like uh, he's like showing a contradiction in what we said before. Right. That there, despite like kind of this the infinite light, there is some of it that is shy to the world. And so much that it's shy to the world. The world to have a I, I, the way I see it is that I think that he's bringing this because he wants to contrast, right? We've been talking about what you were saying before, I think is right on. The idea of meditations, right? We started off by explaining the meditations of Eilamos. Then we said, right, that's all Nogea to Psuket Then we turned around and we said, but really there's a much truer meditation and that's the meditation of Krishna, right? Because Krishna and Krishna, which is the idea that ain't old there's nothing else here, and everything is totally consumed within the light, right? That it's like a ray in the sun. Then he shifts back at this point, and he says, "But you do a hahepresh bazer, right? That what? The difference between this, what we just said, and everything we were saying earlier." He's shifting back now. He's shifting back to the earlier meditation. That's what he wants to bring out. That it's true, what we're saying before. That if you look at it from the perspective of the or, if you look at it from the perspective of what we're thinking about in Kriyashma, then it is a ray in the sun. Right? That's the mashal. Right? Eino Novato. There's nothing else here. Everything is consumed. Everything is totally bottled out of the Metzias. But then he goes back and says, but wait a minute. Really, the focal point is that there is a Metzius Ayesh. So how could you have a Metzius Ayesh? Because now that we're... Let's go back to square one again. Because this Metzius Ayesh, however, is a mixture between these two powers fighting it out against each other. Or maybe not fighting it out against each other, but connecting together in order to make it work. Right? What are these two powers? That on the one hand, you have, you have or. But not the ore the way we were talking about it before. The ore the way we were talking about it before was a full blast of ore. That full blast of ore would totally mevatel everything. Here what we're talking about is a ha'ara of the ore. Well, what makes it into a ha'ara of the ore? What makes it into the ha'ara of the ore is that you have the Shem Elohim. The Shem Elohim is coming to make it into ha'ara of ore. Right? Now with this ha'ara of ore, now you can have a consistency or a, a, a concept called Mitzias Ayesh. Not that Mitzias Ayesh is, is, is in a standalone entity that has nothing to do with anything. No, it does. But it's, we're talking about a much lower level now. We shifted back to the much lower level. And this ha'ara of the ore, right, is what's coming through the Kali in order to make this next level. Now, you could turn it bound and you could say, well, that's similar to what we said earlier in the Mimer also. What is it? Why is it similar to what we said earlier in the Mimer? No? Zechariah? I was going to say, this This is why it says gracious bar elokim. In Achinami, but that's not what we're saying now, right? Okay. Yeah, why is it similar to what we said in the, earlier in the Mimer? Where in the Mimer? Earlier. <laughs> We talked about earlier in the Mimer the concept of Teferis the Ema, which Naseh, what? Keser Lazar. Keser Lazar, Atik Lazar. Right? 
how you could have a level that's coming down to become, right, that goes from a higher level, that goes down to a lower level, to become the mutzab or become the panemius of the, of, of the lower level. In that case, it's keser, whatever. But the point being that it, we're going down levels, right? We're taking something that's above and bringing it down something below in order to give the highest of that which is below it. It's a similar concept, right? If you go and you take the whole of Bina and put it onto uh, uh, Midos, what's going to happen to Midos? It's going to blow it out of, it, out, of this, out of the story, right? So, but what is coming down into Midos? A Tzimtzum, right? A, you're taking Tiferes, right, of, of Ema, right? And you're bringing it down into, into Midos. You're not taking the whole Bina and bringing it down. No, you're taking a, so to speak, a Bechain, which means like a conclusion, Right, and you're bringing it down. It's the Malchus right? of Sort of. Well, over here we talk about Teferis of Bina because we're talking about Zaw. Zaw. Zaw of Bina becomes, right, we said over here, Atik of Zaw. Right? So what are we saying here? We're saying again a similar idea that we have to take down a lower level of a higher point in order to become, to enable the lower level to live. Let's go further. What is this? If you have only the atmos, the or ain'tsov, right? Anything. You can't have anything, right? That's what. What's that? The atmos of the ain'tsov, or ain'tsov? It looks like a trick question, What? Or even way before that. Oh, I thought you meant in the month. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, not in the muscle that I was giving. But but Atmos of Orain, so we could say that that's what we've been referring to before the Tzimtzum, right? Sure. So if you have only the white light, so to speak, so what do you have? You can't put anything there. And if, let's say, let's imagine that there was no Kav, Right? Let's just imagine that you had a floodgates open up, right, of the Tzimtzum. And the Atmos Orientsev would come in just the way it is. What would happen? We would all be bitled. We'd all be completely bitled out of our Metzias, right? You can't have a form then, right? That would be like the ocean coming back onto, onto the salt, like in a very specific way. Like, in a, you know, instead of coming in through a cob, through a pipeline, let's say they just, they just broke down the worlds and they put all the ocean back in there, the same way as it was before. So all the salt, what would happen to all the salt? We'll go back into it would the just become you know, totally consumed in the ocean. Remember from our marshal from the other day? Yeah? So that's what would go on here. Like the famous story, right, that's talked about in the Gemara, uh, when uh, that the Malachim or whatever, they were doing something that uh, Hashem didn't like, I don't know exactly what that means. But he stretched out his little finger and he just uh, sizzled them completely, right? They ceased to exist. Which means what? The concept of that they just gave a drop more ore than what they were capable of, of, of holding on to. So then that was it. Rabbi? Yeah. I thought that uh, Giloi is not shy to Atmos. It's true, it's true. But you have to read it in the context of what we're trying to say here. So then he says, The only way this whole thing could work if, is if there's a ha'ara alone. The only way this whole thing could work is if you have a ha'ara, 
right, a ray that's coming in. That ray, which is as some sort of shaykhas ta'ilamos, so then you could work with it. It's something to work with. Think about it in terms of our mashal, as we always say, of the teacher and the student, right? Go back to Einstein, right? If Einstein is teaching, right, Einstein is teaching a 12-year-old physics, right, he has to take into consideration who the 12-year-old is, that he's 12 years old and he knows, uh, you know, a little bit of math, he knows a little bit of multiplication, doesn't even learn algebra yet at 12 years old, right? So if he wants to explain something, he has to explain it in a way that is taking into consideration the macabre. That's the only way he can do it. If he will then just go and explain physics the way he understands physics, right? Atmos means from himself, in relationship to himself. So what's going to happen to this 12-year-old's brain? It's just going to go completely over it. It's not going to make any sense whatsoever. How much, how much physics is this 12-year-old going to get from that experience? Absolutely zero. Adarabha, he may think this is even harder than it really is. Because it's totally overwhelming him. Right? Same thing here. If you have a situation where the atmos or Ainsov just comes out the way it is, so then obviously everything in this pathway will just get totally consumed by that ore. There's no place for anything else. I really like my muscle of the salt in the ocean water. Right? Because the bottom line is that once you remove the water and you left over with the salt, but if you then put the same ocean water back in, the salt will just become con- totally consumed again. The only way that it could work is if you have a, a certain uh, very little drop or very little uh, you know, pipe of, of, of water that's going through in order to accomplish something that you want to accomplish with it. But otherwise, like in other words, if you imagine like a sandbox, right? If you have sand and then you put the sandbox in the ocean, the sand will just disappear. I mean, you, you won't see it anymore. It'll just become totally bottled. But if you put like a little uh, pipe of water from the ocean in, so then you'll get still the sand. It'll become all muddy and whatever, gross. But the bottom line is that you still the sand is still going to be the main component over here. Right? Just like an example of when we make challah on Shabbos, right? You put in a ton of flour, right? And then you have to put in, uh, you know, put in eggs and whatever you put in. Of course, we're very healthy, so we put maple syrup in, right? As opposed to sugar. And then what happens? You put in the water. But the water, it's not enough water to cause it to become, the flour to become consumed within the water. The water is being consumed in the flour. So yes, it makes it, it, makes it uh, enough of a, um, of a wetness that it could come to become a big blob of dough. Right? So it, it, it does its part. Right? The water connects everything. Right? That's the idea of chesed, connecting. Idea of water connecting, it connects, it's a connector, but not enough that the that the flower becomes uh, non uh, non-existent or, or non uh, you know non-recognizable. Other of it, it's it's very recognizable. It doesn't look like it did before as a powder form, but it's still the solid is the winner here, not the liquid. But let's say that you had let's say like a little tablespoon of flour, right, and then you put it into the bathtub, right. What's going to happen? Right, a bathtub full of water, and you put a tablespoon of, of flour in there, so then the, the, the liquid is going to win. Right? You're not going to see a, a mass. You're not going to see a solid at all. Adarava. You're just going to see liquid. Right? So that's essentially what he's saying here. That the whole reason why you could have a metzias, a yesh, is there's been such a removal of the ore, right? that it enables there to be 
a concept called Metzias Yesh. But don't go and think that, it, that there's no or in there either, right? Just like with the flour and the dough, right? You can't make dough out of flour unless you add some sort of liquid. You need the liquid in order to cause all the grains of flour to come together in order to cause it to become a dough. But it's not enough liquid that would consume the flour. Kabish? Good? Which Great. part of the the orange self would be the, the, the ocean, the water, right? That, that we're talking about if there was a complete atmos or of just light just shining everywhere, then it would just overwhelm everything. Yeah? So then he says, So v'nimsa delagave madrega zu. Shayach loma sha'olomas heim v'chines metzias yesh. What does it mean, delagave madrega zu, Gav? He's coming up. Gabi. I decided to call you Gabi. Oh, no. Should I call you Gab? You Gabi, baby? <laughs> I like that one the most, actually. That's the best one. Where did where, you read? The next words that we were up to. Like Gabi. That's why I said Gabi. Okay, what does it mean? What's the zoo? On this, uh, on this level of uh, Hawaii going into Elohim. Ah, the ha'ar level. So then you could say shayach lomar shayolim asheim v'chinas. Right, metzias yesh. Obviously, he's contrasting something here. What is he contrasting? Avala gabi atzmos or einsof, which we were talking about in the paragraph before. She'enu be'erech hayesh klal. It's not be'erech the concept of yesh. You can't have it. It's impossible. Ha'ein hayesh toifus makom klal gabi madregazu. The yesh cannot be toifus makom at all. Right? And therefore, it ceases to be a yesh when put in this ocean of or ain't sof. It just can't be. Yeah? And also, it's, so there's two points that he's bringing here. Point number one, that it's not going to be able to create it. And point number two is that it cannot be able to create it. It's not going to come out. Any yesh cannot come out from atzmos or ainsof. Like what he's saying. Sharim bechinas atzmos or ainsof, right? Ef shalios klal metzias yesh. So it can't be created from it. And also, if it was in existence, if it was then shined into the story, it would also cease to exist, even if it was in existence before. Impossible. I'm saying it. You can't have it either way. Once you have uh, the atmos or of shining, uh, there can, by definition, you can't have atmos or of and yesh and at insane. the same place. No matter how much yesh you, you try and infuse. Impossible. Because it's, it's in the face of infinity. infinity. Yeah, impossible. Yeah. What does typhus makam It has, it, it means that it has, literally typhus makam means to, to, to grab a place, namely to have any matthias, to have any place by it. Right? So that's the idea. <laughs> It's only through the helm and the hester of the or atzmi, right, that allows it. Now think about it like this. Let's go back to atzmus and gilui, which you sort of referenced before, someone referenced before, right? How could you have a gilui in the place of atzmus? Exactly the point. The only way you could have room for something else is if you eliminate what's in its way. If I'm sitting in this chair, you cannot sit in this chair. 
It just doesn't work. The only way that you could sit in this chair is if I make room for you by moving out of the way. So the same thing here. If you have the etzim of the ore shining, so you can't have anything else. You can't have anything else there. It's impossible. The only way you could have something else there is if the etzim of the ore makes place for it to be there. So the etzim of the ore has to, so to speak, limit itself, conceal itself, in order to allow it to be. Rabbi. Yeah. It sounds, more, it sounds less that it's concealing itself by your mushroom and more that it needs to move out of the way. Same thing, because it never really leaves anywhere. It, we always say that there's, the orange is everywhere, so it has to just be concealed. Think about it in terms of, of Einstein. Go back to our Einstein. Does Einstein lose the way he understands physics? No. Or does he still understand physics the same exact way? Yeah. Same thing. Nothing changed. He just doesn't reveal it, what he, how he knows it. Right? That's all that's happening here. Mitzad him, though, he sees exactly the way he understands physics in his mind. And even in the words that he's telling over to the 12-year-old, he could, he could make a, a total correlation to what the deeper understanding of physics is. The 12-year-old doesn't understand it. The 12-year-old only understands the words that he's receiving, and he tries to use his 12-year-old mind to try to figure out what it is that he is being told. But Einstein, in those words, he really explains everything. It's sort of like uh, the way it explains in the Gemara, right? The Gemara says, right, until it takes you 40 years to understand what your Rebbe really is teaching you. What's the concept there? But the concept is, is that when, and not specifically in this case, but I'll give you this as an example, when Rabbi Yehuda Nasi made the Mishnah, right? Inside of the Mishnah are all the discussions of the Gemara. But you could just learn the Mishnah Stam, right, reading through the words in the Mishnah, or you could recognize if you go deeper and understand why did he use this word? Why did he use that word? What is the Mishnah really talking about? Is it talking about this? Is it talking about that? Are we talking about a atraxel? Tros, uh, uh, you know, are we talking about a basket? Are we talking about a hand? Are we talking about above 10 tvachim? Are we talking about lower than 10 tvachim? Are we talking about, right, are we talking about the idea of kluta? Are we not talking about the idea of kluta? What, 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 all of these discussions are in the Mishnah that Rabbi Yehuda Nasi Right? Explains. But when you're teaching it to, for example, when you're teaching it to a 10-year-old, the Mishnah, or an 8-year-old, the Mishnah, right? So you just teach it straight. No, the guy gives it over to the other person's hand, and the other person gives it back to his hand. That's it. I don't have to ask so many questions. When you're a yeshiva bacher, so then you start to study it a little bit more. And you start to say, well, maybe it's not really a hand. How could it be a hand? Dalit al dalit. You need dalit al dalit. Well, who says that a hand is dalit al dalit? Which hand is dalit? Oh, there's no hand dalit. Oh, so it must be talking about something else. Maybe it's talking about he's putting it in a basket. Oh, but if it's a basket, if it's lamaila meten tvachim, what are you talking about? Lamaila meten tvachim is a makum potter. How could it be that? Who could have such a concept that he would even think that? Oh, it must be lamata meten. Oh, if it's lamata, why not a caramelist? No, it's not a caramelist. No, there's no caramelist. Kaylee can't be a caramelist. In other words, you start to, and then when you start to get a little bit more and you become to the level of uh, Rosh Hashiva, who's been learning for 40 years, so then you understand it in you know, all the minutest detail of all the things that are going on. Another mosquito? Unbelievable. Where are the mosquitoes from? It's October. Chef's coming on. That must be the point. Right? Like the end of coming, so they're all...
They're all uh, coming out. Okay, so so the point being, the point being what? The point being that you see from here, right? You see from here that it's not a, it's not that it doesn't exist still. It's all there. You just don't see it. In that Mishnah, all of these points are there. But when we first learned that Mishnah on day one of school this year, right? When we first learned it, and we started talking about someone standing outside, someone standing inside, and putting his hand, he put an object. We didn't think of any of this stuff. We just said, oh, yeah, oh, that's very nice. He's giving him a, you know, a, a, a nice endeavor. Oh, it happens to be on Shabbos. Oh, hey, what, what are we going to do now? We gave him a roll, you know, on Shabbos, you know, whatever it is. We didn't think of anything like this. You got it? So is it a concealment or is it a disappearance? It's not, it's not, it's there. It's actually not even concealment. It's 100% there. You just have to know how to look at it. That's the key point. You got what I said? That was very important. Gabi, you're not even t- listening. I'm saying, I'm, the bottom line is what? Gabi Shalom? Gabi baby. Gabi baby. Gabi Shalom. Shalom al Yisrael. That what's the idea? The idea is, the idea is that really there is no concealment. It's 100% there. It's just that you have to know how to look at it. That's the point. So, but we'll, we'll talk that it's a hell. It's a concealment. Okay, so then he says, where are we? That was the key point that we were getting to, right? Compared to Einstein, there's no concealment whatsoever. Compared to Lahavdil, I don't know if you say Lahavdil or not, but Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, right, when he wrote the Mishnah, he saw all the arguments that were ever going to be coming in the Gemara, in the Mafarshim, right, in the Rishonim, the Achreinim, right? All the, all the arguments were there. He saw the whole thing. Ki'im legabe anivroim, but when you're learning it for the first time, you don't see necessarily all these arguments. And you could see even in, 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 in the difference between a more educated person and a less educated person. Right? A Rosh Hashiva that's learning a Mishnah for the first time, he may in fact see a lot of these arguments. Because he's trained his mind to such an extent that he sees the, the issues right, immediately when he starts learning it. But for a simple person like me or a simple person like you, right? So then when we see that, when we see that, the, that, the, that the Mishnah says that it's black, so we say it must be black. And if it says it's white, we say it's white. And that's it. We don't think any chachmas about it. Because it's, but Mitzad... Mitzad Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, he saw a whole rainbow in this in this in this one point, right? We just don't see it. But with regards to the atmos, there's no concealment whatsoever. That's the key point. Did you hear that? That's the issue. That it's not a concealment whatsoever. Right? Rabbi Yehuda Nasi sees every single color of the rainbow in that point. Every we single point. We don't see. It. We don't see. All we see is, is the black and the white. Because we are in, our, you know, in a very limited uh, way of looking at things. But from Rabbi Yehuda Nasi's point of view, he saw everything. Right? From Einstein's point of view, when he's teaching physics to the 12-year-old, he sees all the deepest secrets of physics. Right? It's just that the child doesn't see it. Because the child only hears what he hears. And if the child is a very, very smart person as they grow up, they'll start to recount uh, to themselves the, the talk that Einstein gave to him. 
And he'll start to say, oh, you know, this is really uh, uh, what he really meant over here. I thought he meant like this, but really what he means is like this. Oh, you know what? That, that makes a lot of sense because that really ties into something else that he said over here. As you start to work on the words, so then you begin to see a whole different picture than what you initially thought you saw. Right? It's almost like, if you look at it, it's almost like, yeah, I'll give that example. I think I gave it a lot of examples. So in comparison to Hashem, right, so then the, all the worlds are like not even a Metzias Yesh at all. Then that, that sparks the question, why did he create the world? Okay, that's a different thing. That's what is known as Yehudi Eila and Yehudi Tata. Yehudi Tata means that what? There's a Yesh and that the, the, the Yesh is permeated with Hashem. Right. That's what he says. The Yehudi Tata who mitzara ziva ha'ara elokis shinasem makar la'olamos. So that's all coming from the ziv and the ha'ara of elokus. That's a makar to the worlds. Debebechina zu hara Yesh mitzias olamos. That from this perspective, from this Ziv, there is a world, right? And he's creating the world. And it's continuing to create the world, right? And the world is relying on that, on that Ziv to be able to come and give it energy and to bring it into existence, right? It's just that they realize that what's creating me? Hashem is creating me, so I better be bottled to Hashem because I realize that that's my energy supply. Right? In other words, if, if you imagine a person in the hospital, I don't think this would really work, this, this muscle, but if, if a person, God forbid, is on a respirator, that means that this machine is keeping him alive. I don't think that a person in a respirator is conscious, but if you imagine he would be conscious, he would make sure that no one's playing soccer around the plug of the respirator. Like the kids, don't play soccer over there. I don't want to, you know, all of a sudden, oh, he knocks out the plug, you know. It's like, no, he's going to make sure that that plug is in and make sure that the wires are connected. He's going to make sure, right? I mean, obviously, a person who's in a respirator is not conscious enough to do it. But if you would imagine, it, he realizes that his whole life is coming from this machine. So he's going to make sure that his relationship to the machine is not going to be chas v'shalom damaged in any way. That it's going to be absolutely precious. It's going to be perfect, pristine. Get a, you know, get out of the way. Even if it means telling the kids stop playing soccer in the in the hospital. You know, stop playing this. Or don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, uh, you know, don't change. Don't move around those wires. I need those wires because he realizes that that's his life. But it's whose life? It's his life. He's still in the game. He's still there. He's still a person. He is a Matthias Ayesh. He realizes that the respirator is giving him his life. Right? So he's going to miyakar, he's going to make precious the relationship between him and this machine. But he is still there. It's still him. Kapish? This is in comparison to the like it says in Zayar. That everything in front of him is considered like nothing. That in comparison to that level, there is no Matthias. Right? This is the salt in the water. The salt in the water, it doesn't exist. It's just water. All you see is water. That's what it is. Is there a salt there? Yes, but it doesn't have its own Matthias. Its whole Matthias is just water. Yeah, you following? So therefore, there is, can you can you tell me where is that where is that grain of salt? What grain of salt? You can't see there's no grain of salt. It's just ocean. That's all there is. 
So that's the difference. That's what. So that's what he's bringing out. And that's the next words. And the next, he makes a, a paragraph cut here. But really, he says, So this is the difference between these two parts of davening. Psukit Zimra is focusing on, I am a Matthias. The bird outside is a Matthias. Right? The rock outside is a Matthias. It's a Matthias with a with a cause with a matzias with a you know a place for where it's coming from you know it, 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 I mean it's not a, a standalone matzias and therefore I do whatever I want whenever I want with whomever I want however I want etc etc there's a there you're part of a big puzzle but at least there is that part to the puzzle mashiach came when we're talking about Krishna the, the part of the puzzle doesn't even exist kapish all right let's stop yeah.